Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Thanks for tuning in, and we have an awesome podcast for you today with an awesome guest who is a rock star professional when it comes to getting things done and helping amplify other businesses out there. So this is our new series, our Amplified Business Advisor podcast. And I'm excited to be talking about some really cool topics. Now, um, our guest today, uh, Tanya Hiltz, is actually the founder of Cloud Business Services. Uh, She's the top 100 pro advisor, which is a pretty awesome accomplishment to say um, and acknowledge to be on Growth Amplifier. So bravo. Thank you. She also has a passion for streamlining processes and increasing office efficiency and client outcomes, which is something that we share deeply here in Growth Amplifiers. And then last but not least, uh, she's the creator of the Bookkeepers Bootcamp, which is a industry accredited 12-week program that assists accounting professionals to stimulate growth (laughs) by focusing on uh, collaboration and changes in the industry and technology. So without further ado, welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Tanya. Thank you, Kenny. Very pleased to be here. Very pleased to have you here. I've heard a lot of great things about you, that you are out there crushing it, making a big difference in the industry, and just kind of getting a background with what got you started with really focusing on this niche with helping bookkeepers and accountants? Um, What kind of guide guide you in that direction? Okay, so the real story is um, Lisa Channel and wine. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's what it boils down to. Um, Lisa and I had met at our very first, I think it was 2017, at the very first conference that I went, which was the CPB Canada conference. And she, I'd already you know, done some live streams and webinars. And she just says, I really want to be a fly on the wall in your office. I want to know how you do this. And and then she says she, she connected to so much that I'd said on all of these interviews. And, and of course, like I'd done like fireside chats with Intuit and, and whatnot. And I think it was four or five glasses of wine later and three o'clock in the morning. Um, I was back in the, the room and I just couldn't shut my brain off. So I sent her a note and I said, let's do it. Let's just do this and we'll call it Bookkeepers Bootcamp. So we um, worked. I had no idea. I thought everybody knew what I knew. I just assumed that I had no idea people didn't know. So it was a, I, I, I worked with three bookkeepers for a year to really determine what the problems that they were facing were um, so that I could understand that, Hey, everybody faces these problems and it was born. <laughs> All right. So, and that goes, this is into one of the, the topic focuses that we have here uh, for today is, is niching your business. So the pros, the cons, and how to begin, um, because as you know, when you when you can niche, you can get really focused. You can really get dialed in, and you can create things once and leverage them many times. Yes. But uh, there's a lot of people that maybe have heard of this, maybe they know it, but there is that fear of well, if I niche my business, 
I'm cutting off so much opportunity. I'm cutting cutting away so much potential business. So that there's a challenge that people have with that. What is your take on that? My take on that is I actually, if you're going to niche, mm-hmm. um, I feel that you should pick a few channels that are very similar because what's happened is take a look at COVID. Perfect example. A lot of people that have niched, and I know people that have lost all of their clients because they've niched in one particular you know, area. If you've niched in the travel industry, not looking good for you. So um, I've always not been a huge fan of niching unless you're going to pick several that may be similar, but still, um, you know, protected in the fact that if something does hit and it does hit one industry, you're not cutting off all of your industries um, and and therefore affecting all of your business. So, you know, absolutely, you can become a specialist. You can, um, you can absolutely charge more. Your flows are very similar. But again, there's that downside. So if you can do that, pick a couple Mm-hmm. And and give that extra layer of protection to yourself. But again, have them similar enough so that you can still repeat your strategies, repeat a lot of this, save yourself the time, be efficient. But again, have that extra layer of protection. Right, and I like that because you know if you're looking at let's say manufacturing or e-commerce or service-based business, uh, it can be completely different with your with your flows and how you would work with those businesses. Yes. Um, so by by really kind of identifying well, what are some maybe different types of e-commerce or different types of manufacturing or service base mm-hmm. that you can niche to really understand their individual needs and become more efficient and effective versus trying to serve every potential person and trying to spread yourself maybe a little too thin, right? Well, exactly, because it's a lot to learn when you take on a client and learn about their business. Um, I mean, we will not do, we will not take on restaurants, we will not take on mechanics, we will not take on construction, and we're very particular when it comes to multi-currency, because we don't want to, again, deal with clients that do a lot of multi-currency. That's not where our niche is. Other people out there offer the niches. Same thing with big e-commerce. We do have some people that have a little bit of e-commerce. I mean, with COVID, there's e-commerce is been brought into a lot of businesses, but we niche in service-based businesses. So we niche in insurance, which is my background. I spent 17 years in insurance. I know that industry inside and out. Um, Real estate agents, you know, and and luckily enough, these are areas that were not impacted by COVID. We do have some that, that were impacted, but we were able to pull them all through and knock on wood. We haven't lost anybody through COVID um, for COVID reasons anyway, um, to knock on wood for that. But again, there there's enough. You're bringing a little bit of e-commerce, but not a lot. And if I do need to bring some more um, knowledge in, maybe it's at the point where they've outgrown me. Do I really want to sit there and look at that? Because again, I you're now becoming, what is that? Um, I can't remember that saying, but it's, you know, a master of none, basically, right? right jack, so, of, jack of all trades. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's now what you're becoming and you're now diluting your value. So again, you want to be really careful and strategic as to how you pick that, how you pick your clients with that. And and one thing I've I've mentioned a few times before, so if you're hearing this again, uh, let it just remind you that you, there's the difference between niching your business and niching your marketing, right? So if, if someone's looking to market their business, 
getting more specific may be helpful. Like really getting focused who are you aiming to do business with and getting your message to your market. And you may not need to niche your business operations that tight. Uh, you may have that diversity, like you were saying, but still related enough towards not spreading someone so thin. Exactly. So then um, second question we're getting into is, you know, a lot of bookkeepers and accountants and, and pe- business professionals in general, they know that they need to be doing some things to work on their business. They know they need to be taking some time for personal development, for strategic planning, for building systems. But a lot of them get into that bad habit of saying, I don't have the time for it. Uh, I just don't have the time to work on it. How, how do you how do you really um, create the time? What are some ways that you could save time that has worked for you so that you have more time to productize and, and do some of the cool things like you've done? Um, and that's a great question. And that is something that a lot of people struggle with. And, and you know, the, the accounting professionals that I work with, I hear that commonly from all of them. So the, the advice that I have on that is, and, and what's worked with me and the advice I give others is you need to set it up the first time and make it scalable. I made mistakes just like everybody else where I had clients had my, you know, my cell phone number or they had my, you know, my direct email address because I wasn't going to scale. I wasn't going to have a team. Yes. Right. Now I have a team of there's almost there's six of us. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's so if you set everything up initially thinking scalability, whether you scale or not, you now don't have to recreate and change those processes first off. So set up a info ad, a hello ad, a support ad, a general email address um, and, and create your workflows. Look at the, you know, hit by a bus. If I get hit by a bus tomorrow, can somebody come in and sit down and take over this? So again, if you scale, you don't need to create this while you're scaling because that's when you truly don't have any time. It needs to be created once from the beginning. Um, Another thing that I hear from people is they say, well, I don't have time to train my new person to do this. It's quicker for me to do it (laughs) than it is to train. You obviously hear that a lot too, right? (laughs) I have the solution. There are tools out there and you don't have to pay for them. There are free options. Um, Loom is one. So you can use Loom or just use Zoom to record. So you record yourself as you're doing the task and you use otter.ai. So both Loom and otter.ai have free versions. I'm on paid versions because I utilize them like crazy, but there are free versions for them. Um, And you record your screen and you transcript what you're saying. So as you're doing it, you slow it down a little bit. So you're not moving at the same speed you were, maybe three quarters speed, and you talk out loud. As you're going through this, you now have a screen recording and you're saying, step one, do this. Step two, do that. It's now transcribing everything. You just need to go in and do a little bit of tweaking. And now you have a process created that somebody else can come in and follow. And it only took you maybe 25% more of the time to do it once while you were doing that task. So what a, what a great idea. And you it's so simple. Create, create once, <laughs> leverage many. And yes. so the, the perfectionists out there who are thinking, oh, well, it, it's going to take a little bit longer for me to get it done and, and I got to get it perfect. And uh, there's a, a thing that I, I say a lot is progress beats perfection. Yes. You'll do better getting something out, even if it's 80% and getting it out there, getting it tested and 
modifying it through time than you will trying to make it perfect out the gate and not getting it out there, not getting it um, in use. You won't be able to improve it. Absolutely. Uh, so, and, and maybe you, maybe you're just you, and you get it at eighty percent, and you don't get a chance to test it until that point when you scale. But now you've only got twenty percent of tweaking to say, did you understand this? Okay, let's go through and tweak it. And again, it's taking you twenty percent of the time versus the time to sit down and teach because they have a recording to watch. They have step-by-step instructions, and again, you just need to make sure that the instructions are clear, and that's it. So the challenge, if you're tuning in, is consider consider just saying, all right, maybe I'm not going to outsource everything or try to automate and systemize everything, but pick one thing. Just start with one thing. Just try it. Just pick one thing. Just try it and put it into action. You can hire freelancers or virtual assistants hourly and just say, I'm just going to try this one thing. And just by doing that, you're flexing that muscle getting better at it, and then you can move to the next thing to continually freeing up your time. Um, All right, so then we're going into the third of the big three for today is attracting your ideal customers. So getting your ideal customers, you can naturally get referred customers, that's great, um, but they're not always the ideal customers. So what is a way that's worked for you that is getting more ideal customers? How are you growing and scaling your business? Some people have challenges with this. Some people have that mixed bag of A's, B's, and C's customers and all sorts of different types. What has worked best for you? So what we've done, I just simply go back to almost grassroots and gut and personality. Personality is really the key thing. You can train customers to do almost anything. Most of them. If you're not trainable and you're not willing to work the way that we work, well, you're not an ideal fit for us. Might not mean you're not a good fit for somebody else, just not a good fit for the way that we work. But so you have to first off care about your books more than we do. You need to be willing to, you know, work with this and learn a little bit, but ultimately it's going to make things better to be able to see the end vision. And what we've done is we've worked backwards. I've said, okay, out of all of our clients that we have, who do we love? Who is it that when we see them call or their email come in, that we are happy to stop doing what we're doing, unless it's deep work, of course, and pick up the phone and just say, hey, how's it going? You know, if you're not willing to do that and have that warm, fuzzy feeling, maybe they're not the right fit with for you. So what we did is we basically said, okay, who out of all these clients do we feel that way? You know, everybody that we feel, oh, you know, roll our eyes, they were fired. That was it. They were fired. (laughs) Exactly. And then we looked at everybody that we were happy to do. We said, what do they have in common? And then we kind of, so we worked backwards. Mm. I'm one of those people that when I see one of those puzzles that get to the end, I always work backwards and I usually get it right in the first try. I find it easier to work backwards. So this worked for me. What do they have in common? Let's work backwards. So what questions can we then ask to find out the answers of what they have in common? You know, where do they congregate? Where might they all, you know, go for marketing and all of that. And again, we just work backwards. Hey there, this is Kenny from Growth Amplifiers, here to ensure you get your awesome ideas into action to grow and improve your business and achieve your full potential. Take the first step by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. Take the assessment to get your personalized score. Then select from free resources to learn how to improve your score. Don't wait. 
be proactive, and take action now by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. And always keep on amplifying. Now, let's get back to the show. Reverse engineering. Yep. You you identify where is it we want to go and then reverse engineer okay. to say, well, this is where we're at. So let's let's move forward. Yep. And I really love the the bravery that you're showing here and um, the actions that you've taken because I see there's you know some that have crossed that hump and they're now taking the actions to say, I'm going to work with customers that fuel me, that I like to work with, that we actually provide the most value with. And there are some that are not quite there yet um, yep. that are, I'm, I'm just going to take the work that comes to me because I don't want to turn work away and I don't want to disappoint anyone. And then it's like they're holding on to all that weight. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like the cost of opportunity. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with that. And like-minded people hang out together. So if you bring on people that are constantly looking for a deal or that don't value what you're doing, constantly questioning the value that you're providing, guess what? You're going to get those those types of referrals. If you're dealing with people that are truly great to deal with, that truly um, appreciate the relationship that you're building with us and them and value that, they are going to refer like-minded people. And I am a believer in karma. You put it out there and you bring it back. And we've just fired um, just before Christmas, almost $5,000 worth of clients, because this is continuously. People change or we think that they are our ideal client, and then we find it when we really get in there. Maybe they're not. So this is a continuing process. And so we did. We fired $5,000 a month worth. And that, you know, is, is scary. It's right. very scary. Ron Baker challenged me to fire my first client. I'm like, no, Ron, I can't do it. I actually love firing clients now because that means – I'm now opening it up and we um, just got rid of the last client. And by the end of March, with what we've got in the pipeline, they're already replaced. See, with there you people go. that are a better fit. So you, you got to make room for the new, um, the new ideal business. If you're holding on to the, the people that, um, that are not ideal, you're, you're blocking the opportunity for the ideal to come in. Uh, Absolutely. So, so let it go. Let it go. I'm not going to go. Absolutely. Into that <laughs> there we go. I have a daughter. So yes, I know that song from Disney. You obviously have a daughter as well. <laughs> well, I've got two boys and they, they did manage to like the snowman. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Olaf. Yes. Um, yes. Which, which actually had a, a, a gentleman who's one of my groomsmen was named Olaf. Oh, he's from Belize. <laughs> he was not a snowman, though. You know. Okay. Well, I'd be a little concerned if he was a snowman, especially from Belize, Belize right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. So, so now we're going to the hot fire seats, and this is rapid um, action where we're just trying to get off the top of your head uh, some of your picks that you particularly like, and uh, the more unknown, the more unique, uh, the better. But feel free to just anything that comes top of mind. And so one of the first things that we're going to do is just productivity tool, something that comes to mind and and something that you like. Auto review. Auto review. Auto review. Absolutely amazing tool. It saves me time. It, it, it trains my team. It helps to get very precise. I've got all kinds of, um, on my YouTube channel, there's all kinds of videos on it. Auto review. If you haven't looked into it, you need to. All right. So, Productivity <laughs> tool was a no-brainer right there. No-brainer. No, I've been working with them for two years, and they actually listen. 
they listen, they respond um, to the needs of the users, and I love it. All right, so now we're looking at a book or a magazine that you'd like to recommend. Uh, it could be a new read that you've you've been reading, one that you've you found uh, transformative, or just something that you like you know, like checking out from time to time. Oh. That's actually really difficult. I have a ton of um, business books, but when I, I love to read. Mm -hmm. So when I read, I actually need to get out of my business mind. So I haven't read most of my business books. <laughs> I keep thinking. And and I have my my personal books that, that I read. One thing that does pop in mind, it's more of a blog, okay. um, but you ink. That is actually um, from, it's a Canadian, um, it's by Arlene Davidson, who is on Dragon's Den, which is our Canadian version of um, Shark Tank. And she is all about entrepreneurs. And there are so many tips in there that I will take out and share out on both of our streams, not just the accounting channel, but on our regular streams. Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, Arlene Davidson. Yep, spelled correct. And it's just you, Inc. is all one word. Absolutely okay. amazing site. Amazing. So, yeah. So I do go there um, for reading for sure. Super cool. Thank you for that. Um, how about uh, a conference or an event? Uh, it could be one that you've attended. I know we've had kind of like pandemic has kind of put some <laughs> smoke on them. things for yep. the past couple years. But uh, something that you, you attended and you thought, hey, this was kind of cool. And, and maybe some other people would want to know about it. Um, so my favorite, and of course I've been to, I've been to, to quite a few. I go to all of the Intuit ones. I've been to Scaling New Heights. There's a new San Diego one that's coming up for the accounting tech. Um, but my favorite is the Intuit San Jose, um, conference there, their Get Connect San Jose. There is just so much connecting with people and you really have the time to connect and learn. I actually don't go to the sessions, whereas I find if you go to Scaling New Heights, there's a lot of education, but there's not as much time for connecting. And I find I just learn more by connecting to people. So Intuit San Jose, you're connecting with people that I you know, wouldn't normally connect with because I go to all the Canadian ones. I know them all. <laughs> right? So, so yeah. So the, it could be education overkill sometimes. And yeah. then you can't even implement that many things in, in a period of time. That's exactly. But if you end up sitting down and having a meaningful connection, you skip one of the sessions and you just sit down with a couple of people and you just collaborate back and forth. I just find there's so much more benefit to that. I do like it. Um, now we're looking at a podcast or YouTube show or something of that nature. Okay, so there's two um, that are my favorites. Now, of course, there's the Cloud Accounting Podcast by David Leary. I'm sure everybody knows that. But I really like um, Ron Baker's The Soul of Enterprise um, that Ron Baker and Ed Cleese do. I love Ron. Ron really pushed me and, and is the inspiration um, to where I am today. And he is just an absolutely giving soul and if, if you haven't, you know, heard any of the soul of enterprise, you, you have to. And of course, birth amplifiers. I, I know. Right? I was like, right? She's, of, she's course, totally of course. <laughs> that, was, that was a no brainer, right? <laughs> of course. If people are watching this, they obviously know about it. But the soul of enterprise, again, might be one that not a lot of people know. Like Cloud Accounting by David Leary. Everybody knows that one, I'm sure. But. I, and that's the thing you mentioned earlier. Sometimes you think everyone knows this, but then you'll find like there's a lot of people that don't know. Or maybe they they did know, but they're not tuned in. So that doesn't right. matter what we know, it matters what we do. Right. Absolutely. Right? 
And then finally, last but not least, and you've, you've already dropped a couple of these names, which is awesome and great. But if there's an influencer or a thought leader that you thought was really influential and want to give a shout out to, uh, potentially a guest could be a potential guest for Growth Amplifiers, just someone who's really showing up good in the space. Um, well, I've mentored under three um, of what I feel are the greats. Very lucky enough to be able to do that. Ron Baker. Um, mm -hmm. I then mentored under um, Rondalyn Korolik, who is um, a Canadian out of Australia right now. Um, and what was that name? Rond Rondalyn Korolik. K-O-R-Korolik. A-L-A-K, I think, or okay. Um, and Rondolin is all one word. And um, most recently is Jeannie Whitehouse. And Jeannie, I just love Jeannie. Jeannie and I are, it's, it's we're connected forever. She'll never get rid of me. Um, anybody who hasn't spoken to Jeannie, even just one conversation with her, she is just, in the. she's my favorite person out there in the world. Oh. She really is in the industry, like our my absolute favorite. So I'm gonna have to get the 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 name spelling later. I'm gonna butcher it for now, but I'm just gonna <laughs> note it. Um, I'm just gonna note it because I'm pretty sure I messed it up. Um, all right, so that those were some awesome takeaways, and I appreciate you for tuning in to Growth Amplifiers and sharing some of the insights that you gained on your journey. And one of the traditions we have as we're wrapping up the show is is to leave the audience with something that you've learned on your journey that was a takeaway, a life lesson. Uh, it doesn't have to be related to your business or anything tech, just something that you've gained on your journey that might be helpful for others on theirs. I'll let you have that. Okay, so um, we really need to put ourselves first. Um, and I think that's been kind of through COVID. Um, I mean, I've only taken a handful of days off uh, until this Christmas through COVID. A lot of us are within that industry, but if we don't put ourselves first, you know, it's just like the, the thing on, on the airplane, put, you know, your mask on first. And I didn't get it. I really didn't get it. I'm like, but then the other person's going to pass out. But if you're both passed out, you can't help. So you need to take care of yourself self first and put yourself first, um, foremost, because you cannot take care of your clients and, you know, your family and your friends and anybody else, the industry, each other, if you're not looking after yourself. Appreciate that. You know, one of the things I, I learned on my journey is if, you've got to do that. You know, if you're looking to improve your business, right, you're looking to amplify your business, you've got to put your mask on first because there's going to be mm -hmm. more than enough stuff in your to-do list that, to keep you busy forever. Oh, and Absolutely. If you always put these other priorities first, you'll never be able to improve yourself, which ultimately is how you can provide more value to those you serve. Absolutely. So, so if, you, if you want to better serve your clients, you really got to have the right frame of mind of being able to um, put your mask on first. So that was a great share. And and if you want to learn more about Tanya and the awesome things that she's doing, uh, visit her website, cloudbusinessservices.ca. If you visit her website, she's got a wonderful download on there, the 10 pitfalls that small business owners face. Um, so check that out. Uh, she is a rock star professional. As mentioned, she's a leader in her industry. And I'm highly glad that she took some time to share with us at Growth Amplifiers. Tanya, thank you so much. It's been awesome having you join in. And thank you, Kenny. It's been an absolute honor. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. 
To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.